I'm going to be like super real and honest here because some of the things I was feeling, I was really ashamed of myself for feeling. And I was not proud to admit it because it made me feel like a horrible fucking person. Hey there, it's me. Uh, Before this episode starts, I thought I might want to pop in a quick little disclaimer because it got darker than I anticipated and it got heavier than I anticipated. So just want to drop in a little trigger warning that it definitely touches on deep, dark depression and touches on suicidal thoughts and it just gets heavy. Uh, Your girl might have kind of gotten a little bit of a booger nose with some crying in this one. So yeah, just be just be prepared. It's a little heavy. So if that's not for you today, maybe skip on over to something a little bit more fun. And yeah, I hope you stick around though, because I think the message is important. And also I love you guys for always allowing me to be me and allowing me to get as raw as I do. And I love that I'm comfortable enough with you that I can. So with that being said, Here comes the episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Pretty in Kink. I am sitting here recording this 12 days post-op from a major back surgery where I had two of my vertebrae fused together with metal and screws. And leading up to my surgery... (laughs) life was a journey and it has actually inspired this episode because things got dark my friends really really dark and the whole point of this podcast is not just to talk about like the sexier side of things I also want to talk about you know the darker side of things because my ultimate goal is to bring anything that is stigmatized, whether it is sex or mental health, to the forefront and make it more normal so people are more comfortable to talk about it and therefore learn from it, grow from it, and get better from it, whether that is sexual or otherwise. So this episode is kind of important to me because I think mental health, as we've discussed previously, is a very kind of taboo thing that gets shoved in a corner and people don't want to talk about it and that's rough and when you're struggling it already sucks and then when you feel alone doing it man it fucking sucks so I wanted to share this with you guys it's definitely a more personal episode but I just I want to make sure people understand that a you're not alone and b that it's okay to not be fucking okay. Like it's okay. You know, I feel like right now we live in this kind of world where it's pushed on us that if you just like think more positively and journal and think about this and do that and go to the gym and exercise and meditate and try yoga and get out with a friend and all of these things and suddenly you will be better. And that's great. And it helps for like the face value of 
tough things in life, but actual fucking like depression and just struggle struggles, that shit doesn't do anything. Like it, it just doesn't. And when that's all you see on like social media, when you're already struggling, it's almost a slap in the face because you're like, oh, it's my fault. And if I was just doing a little bit more, I could feel better. And it's because I'm not doing these things that I feel this way. When in reality, like, no, sometimes fucking shit just sucks. And no matter what you do, it's still going to suck. And I just want to sit here and tell you that that's okay. And sometimes you have to sit in it. And you have to like steep yourself in it and not try and get out for a second. Like just fucking feel it and be okay with that and understand that you don't have to do this long list of things and hurry up and do it and hurry up and feel better and smile more and be happier. It's not always going to work that way. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that. And so where where this episode came from was basically the whole point of me saying I'm sitting here post-op from a major surgery is that leading up to this surgery, I went to a very dark place and I'm still honestly sitting in a pretty dark space. And I had an appointment with my therapist two days before my surgery and I sat down and I lost it. I just couldn't keep my shit together. And I mean, I lost it. This poor woman (laughs) has seen like the ugliest of ugly cries come out of me. And this was definitely one of those times. And what she said to me was so simple and yet so big. And it was the only thing that somebody could have said to me in that moment that was going to help me, nothing else would have worked the way this simple statement worked. And it just, it punched me in the gut when she said it. And I remember just sitting there. Um, we we do our sessions through FaceTime. So I was sitting at my desk, looking at my computer, and I just remember sitting back and almost sobbing after she said this statement to me because it was like, thank you. Because she made it okay to not be okay. And she made it okay to not have a solution. And so, so a little backstory on what led me to this deep, dark pit of despair. It was just life. Life was catching up. You know, I... Life has been a lot for me over the last like three years, which it has for everybody. I have been hit with a lot and I seem to be on this bizarre fucking roller coaster of highs and lows that a lot of times I sit there like, what the fuck? Like, what did I do in another life to get so much like bad karma? Was I the most horrible person in the whole world? Like, did I kick puppies? Like, what the fuck did I do? it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I sit here literally and just think like, why me? Which is such a, ugh, I hate that feeling, but we all have that moment. And, you know, I'm going to be like super real and honest here because some of the things I was feeling, I was really ashamed of myself for feeling. And I was 
not proud to admit it because it made me feel like a horrible fucking person. So basically just everything was falling apart. I have been struggling with pain for two years. I've discussed this in a previous episode. And so it was a real kick to my gut when I realized I was going to need this surgery because I had already had surgery a year ago in an attempt to repair this issue. I don't have health insurance. (laughs) So I just let that set in for a minute. I needed major back surgery without health insurance. I had quit my job back in 2021 at the end of the year, and I had allowed myself three months where I was going to take it off and just live and kind of regroup and decide where I wanted to go from there. And then unfortunately, at the three-month mark, all of my major back problems really hit where it became debilitating. It wasn't feasible for me to look for a job because I was in such excruciating pain. I was very fortunate that I was still able to pay my bills. Um, I am a content creator. However, that kind of went to the wayside when my back issue started. So I wasn't making very much money at that time where it was making a huge impact on my bills. But I was still fortunate with my savings that I didn't have to rush back to work. But I ended up needing surgery. And again, I don't have health insurance. So that kind of drained me. And then it was a process of recovering and doing physical therapy. And so long story short, I ended up not working again until December of 2022. So financial stress. Hello. A huge hurricane, Hurricane Ian, if you live in the States, you might be aware of it. And especially if you live in Florida, Hurricane Ian came crashing through and also came crashing through my backyard. And so my home sustained some decent damage. I was dealing with that. I wasn't living in my house for a period of time. It it was just a lot. In that process, I also was dealing with a heartbreak that destroyed me, like demolished me. It was the first time that I truly loved somebody and lost them. And I didn't know how to handle it. And it was a very confusing time. And I had never felt a love like this before, but there was just a lot surrounding it. And so I was devastated. And so I was coping with heartbreak. I was dealing with insurance issues that they weren't, they weren't doing what they needed to do to repair my home. And I was dealing with trying to figure out how to pay my bills. And then suddenly, ouch, I feel a pain and it fucking hurts. And I realize something's wrong with my back and I go to the doctor and sure enough, we discover like, uh uh-oh, fuck. I need another surgery, a much bigger surgery. I had only started working again in December part-time. And leading up to all of this, I was realizing that this job that I got, which was going to be perfect, wasn't going to be as good as I thought it was going to be. I wasn't going to be able to get the hours I needed. So I'm stressing the fuck out, guys. Like, how am I going to pay my bills? Not even like, how am I going to pay my bills? But literally like, I don't know if I can make my mortgage. 
and I can't go get a job somewhere because I'm all fucked up with my back. And then I'm dealing with the pain in my back and what that's doing to me. And I'm dealing with having to actually be on medication for the pain, which is new for me and something I usually avoid. So I've been taking nerve pain medication, which affects me. Sometimes I'm super fucking tired. Sometimes I actually feel a little bit high from it. So I'm dealing with that. On top of, at the start of the year, I am working towards this podcast launch. And while launching this was the biggest heartbreak of my life, which was the heartbreak I was already dealing with. And then it like exploded in my face. So literally the day before the launch of this podcast, I was on my floor sobbing. sobbing on the phone with my friend just like I'm never gonna be loved again and what's wrong with me and why doesn't anybody want me and I'm broken and boo-hoo me I mean I'm talking fucking crying I was crying for days God love my friend that somehow sat through all of those tears and just talked me through it so I'm going through all of that and Then I kind of like come out of it. I'm trying to get better. I'm starting to feel a little bit more hopeful. And then that little roller coaster just took a dip and shit got scary. And I started having to look at the numbers for this surgery. And I cannot even begin to explain to you what a spinal fusion surgery bill looks like when you're uninsured. And... (laughs) when there isn't a payment plan, um, it's scary. It's fucking terrifying. And you know you need it. I mean, I I discussed in episode 10 that I knew if somebody had told me like the the acute pain I was feeling, if that was not resolvable, if I could not fix that, if somebody told me this is it for the rest of your life, I would choose to not live with that. So to be sitting here going, can I pay for this surgery was fucking terrifying because it wasn't just the surgery. It truly, (laughs) wow, (laughs) that was this, yeah, I don't think I've like said this out loud. Wow, this got deep quick. It, it truly, looking at the numbers, was like, if I don't do this, will I live? Which sounds absurd. You know, we're not talking like, you know, obviously I'll live. Back pain isn't going to kill you, but will I choose to? That's heavy. And I don't even know. <laughs> this got heavy quick, yo. <laughs> All right. You know, I said I was going to get raw. So here we fucking are. Um, I don't even. Okay. Wow. Hang tight. I don't even know if I truly understood that that was a thought that was in like the forefront of my brain. But that was there of like, if I can't get this surgery, mm -mm, I can't do this. And, you know, there were people that questioned me on the choice of having the surgery because it's a huge decision, like back surgery, you don't fuck around with. 
So I had people questioning me on it and people saying, can you wait? Will you try to wait? Because if you can wait until November when open enrollment happens for insurance, then you could have insurance for anybody that doesn't live in the States. <laughs> we're not very fortunate with our healthcare system. It fucking sucks. And so you can't just get insurance when you want to. And so I was questioned on what if you wait? And the prospect of waiting wasn't even an option. I, I can't even begin to explain the pain I was experiencing. So having to hold on to all of that, and it's something that is scary to talk about. And you don't want to sit there and openly have these discussions because it's fucking scary. And I will say anybody that has had mental health issues where, you know, you go dark, it's scary to voice them because you're fucking terrified if you say the wrong thing. People are going to be like, well, no, we got to lock her up, right? Like it is really scary to openly say what you're feeling for fear that there could be a big repercussion. And so holding on to all of that is fucking terrifying. So I'm holding on to that and I'm realizing more and more like my job isn't going to sustain what it needs to in order for me to pay my bills. And I am failing miserably right now with my content creation because I don't give a fuck, quite honestly, because I'm in pain and I can't feel sexy when I'm in pain. And so I have all of this going on and I start looking at the people in my life and feeling envy, which is a really gross feeling to have. And when I'm not thrilled to have to look at within myself and I'm envying my friends because they're happy that's just a shit feeling it didn't feel good it still doesn't feel good I don't even love saying it but it is what it is and I was feeling angry maybe this episode yo (laughs) this episode is getting heavy (laughs) so much heavier than I anticipated. So wow, I don't know if I'm even going to air this. We'll see. This might just be free therapy since I can't afford my therapist right now. (laughs) I didn't anticipate this to get so heavy, but um, yeah, I was feeling envious and it was difficult for me to even talk to my friends because I couldn't be happy for their happy. And that made me feel worse. And I would get off of the phone and cry after talking to friends because I was jealous. Like, why is everybody else happy? One, <laughs> like, when do I get to be happy? And that's hard to sit with. It's not a comfortable feeling. I have a friend that I have always told her, you know, she's the first person that I've ever felt comfortable to tell her the things that I see in myself that I don't want to see and that I have to face if I want to get better, right? And, and evolve more in life. But sometimes it's really hard to look at like the ick. And I'm finally at a place in my life where I'm able to see it and acknowledge it and try and sit with it. But everything was getting too heavy. It was just getting too much, like one thing after another and 
to have this feeling of feeling alone. I have always felt incredibly alone with surgery for some reason. Um, I think because you need to rely on others. And I've always lived a very isolated life. I have always been an introvert. I have been shy. It's hard for me to make friends. Um, I have a really tiny family. And so when surgery comes up, And suddenly you're like, well, who's going to bring me? Who's going to pick me up? Who can take care of me? And you realize you don't have a list of people. It makes you feel alone. So I'm feeling alone and I'm feeling financially stressed and I'm feeling emotionally fucking done, right? I am like thinking about if I can get the surgery, if I can, and the repercussions, if I don't. And now on top of it all, I'm feeling like a piece of shit because I'm like angry seeing my friends have all these good things happening and them having big changes in their life. And I am jealous. And so now I feel like a piece of shit. So I'm alone. I'm broke. I'm a shitty person, right? Which I'm not a shitty person, but that's how I feel. And then I am dealing with heartbreak and suddenly like I can't shake the heartbreak and it's coming back up and it's sneaking up on me. And I'm thinking about like every failed relationship and why I choose the wrong people and what's wrong with me. And I am just picking myself apart, And then I come home and my house is hot. Son of a bitch, my AC is broken. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm fucking broke. Like, broker than I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I am talking about considering having to sell my house in order to financially recover from this surgery. And it's the week of surgery and my AC breaks. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I get it fixed. It's not as expensive as anything, but I get it fixed. Guys, while the AC guy is at my house, my phone rings and it's the utility department with an automated message telling me that there is a unusual increase in water usage and that I should look around for a leak. Of course, I should look around for a leak. Of course. And again, this is the week of surgery. I'm ready to lose my mind. And so I look around for a leak. And what do you think I find? I find outside water bubbling up from the ground. Because why wouldn't I? (laughs) Why wouldn't I? (laughs) So long story short, I end up having the main water line to my house has broken. You can't not fix that. And so suddenly I'm staring at a $2,000 bill. And again, I reiterate, this is the week of my surgery. I want to die at this point. Like figuratively, literally, like I am done. I'm done. And again, I am dealing with this while being in excruciating pain. I'm over it. I'm fucking done. And so I sit down and I text lovely Wendy, the therapist, and God fucking love her. I get an appointment. I sit down. And as I said, I melt down 
in front of her. I mean, I just let it out. I am crying and I'm just like, I hate the world and nothing is right. And I have no more money. And how am I supposed to pay for this? And I'm in pain and I'm a terrible friend. And why won't anybody love me? And I'm going to be alone forever. And I'm going to have to sell my house and move in with my dad. And I have a leak and I'm broke. And oh my God, I fucking hate everything, everyone I don't want to do this anymore. And what she said to me, it was exactly what I needed. You know, number one, she didn't try and placate me. She didn't try and say like, Tara, it's okay. And it's going to be okay. She acknowledged that my life was a shit show. It has been a shit show (laughs) for a very long time. This woman has like witnessed so much shit. Like I'm just a sewer pit (laughs) at this point. And she acknowledged it, you know, because there's nothing worse, right? Than when you don't feel great, like you fucking hate life and somebody's like, they're there. It'll be okay. Keep your chin up. You have to have a positive attitude. That shit doesn't work. It doesn't help. And it makes you feel worse. And she didn't do that. Instead, she was like, life fucking sucks for you. Like, I am sorry. And it has to get better because how can it get worse at this point? Like, you know, she just acknowledged like, this is so fucking ridiculous. And finally, she just said to me, all you need to do, the only thing right now that you need to focus on to get through this surgery and get through your recovery is survive. You just need to survive. Can you do that? think about those words. Like that is such a powerful statement because it not only acknowledged where I was, it also just gave me permission to just do the bare minimum and feel okay about it and not feel like not only was I feeling despondent and empty and done, I didn't have to worry about also feel like I was failing myself because I wasn't doing enough to try and get better. Because there's a lot that I can be doing, right? To better my situation. I can be working on my resume. I can be talking to my boss about other options. I could be doing more therapy. I could have the hard conversations with my friends. I could be working on pushing myself to get outside more and be out in nature, which always makes me feel better. Um, There is a lot that I can be doing that will improve my situation. But she gave me permission to do none of it. And that it was okay to do not one fucking thing to get better and to just be and to just make it fucking through. That's powerful. And I think a lot of people, when faced with difficult times, whether it is just a shitstorm of things piling up on you, or just one inconvenience that just completely throws you into a tailspin, it's so easy to want to have solutions for it right? Like your friend comes to you and they're stressed and they're venting and you want to help. And so you give them advice and maybe you should do this. And what if you do that? And that doesn't always work. 
And sometimes it's helpful. And other times it actually feels worse. Because like I said, I sat here feeling like I'm not doing enough. So not only am I watching my life like tailspin out of control, I'm letting it. Because I'm not doing the things that I need to do. I sit here and I look at my OnlyFans as like this fucking ideal place of income that could be helping me. And instead I ignore it because I'm not feeling sexy and I'm not feeling creative and I just don't give a fuck. And I'm looking at my blank resume template and going, I need to fill that out but I don't fucking give a fuck right now. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my groceries, but I'm too, I'm too down to be able to do the things I need to do to get it better. It's hard sometimes when you're just so fucking stuck and everybody's throwing solutions at you, but it's too hard to even get up and work on those things. But then you feel like a bigger piece of shit because you're not doing it. And it just, it turns into, you know, like the snake trying to eat its own tail. So when she said to me, you only have to survive. That's all. Just survive. Get through your recovery. Focus on nothing but surviving. That was fucking everything. That was everything. I literally sat back and just, that kicked me in the gut in the best way possible. And so I guess the purpose of this like incredibly unexpectedly raw episode is for anybody else that is struggling. A, obviously if you're struggling, do reach out. At least let your people know where you're at. But also know sometimes it's okay to just be okay and to just fucking survive. We'll figure out the rest later. The details, we'll deal with those later. But right now, just fucking survive. Whatever that means for you. That might mean just brush your teeth today. Get out of bed and brush your teeth. Go back to bed if you have to. Whatever it means. Do the bare minimum, but just make sure you survive. That's all that matters. And the longer you survive, the more you see you can. And then you'll start doing small things step by step to improve your situation. And again, let your people know where you're at and let them know. You know what? I love you, but this is what I need from you as a friend right now. Just be there. I don't need your solutions. I can't right now they're too much. They're too heavy. They're too hard. I can't just be there. Help me survive. And when I'm ready to do the other things, help me with those. But right now, just help me survive. That's all you have to do. So that's it. Just survive. Know that it's okay to not be okay. Know that you still need to reach out. You still need to talk to people and ask for help. And let people know, like I said, where you're at, but ultimately give yourself that grace to know that you don't have to do everything right now. You don't have to do anything right now other than survive. And the rest will fall into place some fucking how. It always does. It always does. Somehow. I'm sitting here literally not sure how I'm going to pay my mortgage in two months. But I survived the hardest part, like the last 
like, man, Jesus, fucking the week leading up to my surgery was some of my darkest days. And let me tell you, I've had some dark fucking days. So seeing that, it's like pretty big. Um, and I survived it. And I see I did. And that's all that matters. And I can look at that and go, okay, all right, I did it. Now what? And I just have to survive today. I'll survive tomorrow. And I think I'm going to do a little bit more each day. And eventually I'm going to be fucking thriving again. But right now, I just need to survive. That's it. So just be okay with not being okay. And survive. And reach out when you need to. And I'm not going to end this episode with anything cute. And it's not going to have any bloopers. Because this went way darker than I expected. And I think this topic deserves the respect of being as serious as we can be with this right so that's all i love you 